This video is brought to you by NordVPN. Today, China's new map sparks anger. Top Republican Mitch McConnell freezes in front of reporters again. Twitter is hacked by anonymous Sudan, and the UK gets a new defence secretary. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday the 31st of August 2023. China has released a new version of its standard map, much to the frustration of its neighbours, who have accused Beijing of claiming parts of their territory. So far, India, Malaysia and the Philippines have expressed their objections with the 2023 edition of China's so-called standard map, which was published by the Ministry of Natural Resources to mark Surveying and Mapping Law Publicity Day and National Territory Awareness Publicity Week. China has regularly published updated editions of its standard map since at least 2006. Their new map continues to show the northeastern Indian state of Arunachal Pradesh as part of China, as well as the disputed Aksai Chin Plateau, which is claimed by India but mostly controlled by China. The Indian government lodged a strong protest on Tuesday, saying, We reject these claims as they have no basis. India's foreign minister said, Marking absurd claims on India's territory does not make it China's territory. The map also provoked anger in Malaysia as it depicts the infamous nine-dash line used by China to outline its claimed territory in the South China Sea, overlapping with the exclusive economic zones of other countries. The Malaysian Foreign Ministry put out a statement rejecting China's unilateral maritime claims, adding that the map has no binding effect on Malaysia. Similarly, the Philippines rejected the Chinese map due to the inclusion of the nine-dash line, which they note now seems to feature ten lines, and described it as the latest attempt to legitimise China's purported sovereignty and jurisdiction over Philippine features and maritime zones that have no basis under international law. Unsurprisingly, the map also depicts Taiwan as part of the People's Republic of China, consistent with Beijing's One China principle. The disputed maritime and land borders have been the source of much tension between China and its neighbours. The ill-defined border between India and China is prone to flare-ups, with one clash in the Himalayas in June 2020 resulting in the death of four Chinese soldiers and 20 Indian troops. More recently in the South China Sea, the Philippines accused the Chinese Coast Guard of excessive and offensive actions after the Chinese ship used a water cannon to prevent a Filipino vessel from resupplying a military outpost. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. U.S. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell froze up while speaking to reporters on Wednesday, echoing a similar worrying incident that happened last month. For about 30 seconds, McConnell was unable to answer questions, and an aide stepped in and said, All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. A spokesperson for the 81-year-old senator later said that he had felt momentarily lightheaded and would see a doctor. In March this year, he was hospitalised with a fractured rib and concussion following a fall. Nevertheless, Wednesday's episode and the other freezing incident in July have raised questions about McConnell's health and the wider question of age in US politics. 80-year-old Joe Biden is running for re-election and would be 86 by the time his second term ends. So it might be unsurprising that polling suggests that his age might be an issue for many Americans.
Meanwhile, longtime Democratic senator from California, 90-year-old Diane Feinstein, continues to serve despite a great deal of uncomfortable questions surrounding her health and age. She's had lengthy periods of absence from Washington due to ill health and reports citing lawmakers and former staffers saying her memory has been rapidly deteriorating. According to a Reuters and Ipsos poll, some 61% of Americans say they're concerned that members of Congress are too old to represent the American people. The median age of current senators is a little over 65, while Biden and Donald Trump, the two 2024 presidential frontrunners, are 80 and 77 respectively. So that's some US news. Let's move and discuss the recent Twitter hack. The infamous hacking group Anonymous has, this morning, taken Twitter, also known as X, offline in more than a dozen countries. In total, the social media service was down for more than two hours, affecting thousands of users. Posting on Telegram, the group made clear that they wanted Elon Musk to open Starlink in Sudan. Starlink is known as a satellite internet constellation, which means it uses over 5,000 mass-produced small satellites in low Earth orbit to provide internet to users on the ground. In order to try and get the Twitter and Starlink CEO to cave to their demands, Anonymous Sudan flooded Twitter's servers with a huge amount of traffic to take it offline. This is known as a distributed denial of service or DDoS attack. There's been some speculation that Anonymous Sudan are actually a Russian cyber military unit in disguise and are deliberately causing chaos for the Kremlin. Some point to the fact that the group's clear online support for Vladimir Putin and their alignment of motives with him are evidence of this. At the time of writing, Twitter has not yet commented on the situation. Before we get on to the UK Defence Minister, I wanted to tell you that in today's daily discussion, Rory and Zach sit down and discuss African coups. That's exclusively on Nebula, so use the link in the description to sign up if you haven't already. This morning, the UK Defence Minister, Ben Wallace, was replaced by Grant Shapps. Just over a month ago, on the 15th of July, Wallace announced that he would stand down as an MP at the next general election, and that, at the next cabinet reshuffle, he intended to resign as Defence Minister. This didn't quite happen, though, with him instead standing down from the cabinet today. Wallace is already on record as the longest-serving member, measured by length of tenure, of the UK cabinet by continuous service. He's attended cabinet without interruption since 2016. Wallace is succeeded by Grant Shapps, someone who's seen as a close ally of the Prime Minister. About this, the Lib Dems have already branded Shapps as a yes-man and pointed out that this is Shapps' fifth cabinet role in less than a year. Shapps was previously in cabinet as the Energy Security and Net Zero Secretary. He himself was replaced in this role by Claire Cortino. Tributes to Wallace have already come through on Twitter, with the Foreign Secretary James Cleverly stating that Wallace had been a rock-solid figure for our country, our party, and for the Ukrainian people. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss positive climate news from China. Around 10 years ago, pollution in Beijing was so bad that it was referred to as an airpocalypse. Since then, China has waged a war against pollution, a war that they appear to have started winning. Pollution levels in 2021 had fallen 42% from 2013, which now means that the average Chinese citizen's lifespan is 2.2 years longer. While there's still work to do, this is good news about their progress so far.
Following stories and doing independent journalism often requires a fair bit of travel. From attending the NATO summit in Lithuania or Munich Security Conference, to exploring Aldi across Germany, or being forced to hang out with fellow Nebula creators. It's alright for some people. What is consistently annoying though is the technology. When you need to work from abroad or even just access the services you're used to, it's often way harder than you'd like, requiring endless verification, validation and authentications. As I'm sure you already know, that's where NordVPN comes into play, helping you connect to the internet wherever you are. Whether that's connecting back at home so your work account doesn't freak out, or connecting to another country from the comfort of your living room to get discounts on your next trip. That's right, very often other countries get cheaper prices for flights, with research finding US consumers pay up to three times more. NordVPN are actually currently running a major back-to-school promotion, which means that when you sign up for a two-year plan, you not only get a massive discount, but you also get an extra four months. That's a huge discount if you click our link. Plus, Nord will keep sponsoring TLDR if people click it. We've been told that sometimes when people hear us talk about NordVPN, they open up a tab, start searching, but they don't click our link. I'm certainly glad that they get the service, but you only get the discount and you only support the channel through that link. So if you're trying to improve our journalism by signing up for Nord, use our link when you do, and you'll get their great service at a discount.